What's up, guys? Welcome to Ten Point Bucks. Today I'll be going around Country Day talking to some students about their experience in the outdoors, some things that they like to do, and then I'll sit down with sophomore Camden Downey as we go over our hunting experiences, fishing experiences, giving advice, uh, what to do and what not to do, and some otherwise overlooked opinions on the whole hunting and fishing sport. Hope you enjoyed. Stick around. Guys, I'm joined here today by Basil Lala, sophomore country day. What's up, Basil? Hello. Uh, Basil, I know you like to spend a lot of time uh, outdoors. Why don't you tell me uh, a little bit about what you like to do outdoors? Um, I love hunting, fishing, and being in the outdoors in general. Um, I like work. I love working on farms, and I love guiding people, especially people who don't know how to hunt. And uh, I do special needs hunts. And uh, you just started up this guiding thing you were just telling me about, and you want to go a little in detail on that? So uh, I'll have I'll take out people, whether it's um, someone who's got business partners who want to hunt, I'll take them out hunting, and uh, basically I'll call for them, I'll do everything for them, basically the labor and stuff that they don't have to do, and hopefully get them a bird and get paid to do it. That's awesome, Basil. Thanks for chatting with me today. I'm joined here today by Junior Hensley Hopkins. Hensley, can you describe to me some of your favorite things you like to do outdoors? Um, I love playing sports, whether it be like lacrosse, basketball, football, outside. Um, I love running around and like playing tag with my friends, whether it be like a park or just like in our neighborhood. I think that's always like something that's super fun, regardless of how old we get. Um, but yeah, I'd say those two things are probably some of the most fun things that I do outside. Hensley, do you ever like to go hunting? Oh, actually I do. My dad and I go bird hunting down in Florida, not too, too often, but a couple, couple times a, a year. And then we're actually trying to get a trip down to Argentina, um, at some point in the next year and go shoot some birds down there. I was just in Argentina this past summer. It was a great time. And then one last thing, have you done any fishing recently? Um, I'm not a big big fisher guy. Um, I don't know. Something about fishing is a little bit boring to me sometimes, which I know is kind of a, a hot take for some people, but just not a big fisherman, you know? Totally understandable. Some people don't enjoy it. Thank you, Hensley. What's up, guys? Welcome to 10 Point Bucks Podcast. Today, I'm joined by sophomore Camden Downey. Camden, we're glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Uh, Camden and I have known each other for a long time. We actually grew up in the same neighborhood, but became good friends uh, when he got into high school. Started giving him rides to football and stuff and found we have similar interests in uh, the outdoors. All right, Camden, why don't we start with uh, some of the things that you like to do? outdoors uh, i know that's a large broad topic probably when i was back in like 2015 we bought a farm in union south carolina my dad and we ended up build, building a lodge on it and ever since pretty much been down there almost every weekend um been hunting for a long time ducks deer turkey um many more but uh had a lot of memories on the farm and just really love to be outdoors and hunt, and I don't think there's really anything better. 
Yeah, I know. I've been to that farm a couple times. It is a it's a great time. Um, I know you also this recently on spring break you went fishing. How was that? Yeah, so uh, I went down to Costa Rica catch a marlin sailfish. Uh, it ended up being a great time. Caught a bunch of big sails and a couple marlin, four hundred pounder. So that's also one of my big hobbies. All right, so uh, gonna go ahead and dive into things. <laughs> All right, love it. No, I'm good. I was like, I was dying laughing too. I think we both know when it comes to hunting and fishing, you meet a lot of interesting people, a lot of guys that have been doing it for seventy plus years. Right. How about just a funny moment from from going fishing, deep sea fishing? This past spring break trip, we um we were spending the night out at sea, probably about like a hundred miles out. And our propellers got caught up in a net, so the captain had to like scuba dive under, and there's someone who has to watch him scuba diving. Oh no! <laughs> so he went under, and I jumped in, and <laughs> I kept getting stung <laughs> by these jellyfish. Oh no! <laughs> and so I mean, I was just getting lit up by jellyfish, and like you can't really see them. They're like these weird things. And so I'm like, I'm out of here. And this one local named Rafa, he jumps in. He didn't understand what kind of pain I was going through and got lit up by jellyfish. And he was screaming, and it was one of the funniest moments of my life. (laughs) Yeah, I I can only imagine how that would be. I know one time my dad went out fishing in the, just in the creek, but he had a big day. He thought he caught about, like, 15 trout. Um, came home with all these trout, but he also came home soaking wet because when he uh, when he was trying to get – he was on his boat by himself, but he was trying to get one. I was out there, too, just with other people. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's on his boat by himself, and he was trying to get this fish, and he slipped and fell off into the water. <laughs> and those who know what my dad looks like know that that would be really, really funny to see. But he went in the water, he came home, all proud about this 15 trout that he got absolutely soaked. All right, Camden, I think one thing that goes overlooked is the, all the preparation that goes into things like hunting and fishing. Why don't you uh, explain to me what you would describe preparing for a regular duck hunt would be like? Yeah, so, well, first... Um, I mean, it, it all kind of starts during the summer. You have to plant a bunch of just, like, crops and fields. Um, you got to make sure they have water. And kind of just scouting out takes a big part um, of your year just to see where they are. And um, But in the mornings, I mean, it's pretty early wake up around five thirty, six o'clock. And you're just going out there freezing cold. Uh, got to set up some decoys. And then if you're taking a bunch of people... Um, you just got to make sure everybody's okay and um, just everything is set up right. No idiots with guns. Right. Um, yeah, so you just got to make sure. You got to, first thing, leave in the morning when you're tired, is you got to make sure you have everything because some, sometimes, like, someone will leave a gun or leave ammunition. So a, a lot takes into account. But um, regarding, like, deer hunting and uh, turkey hunting, Again, it starts in the summer, planting fields and food plots. 
but for turkey i mean you got to go the night before or the evening before and just scout out and see where they're gonna roost up in the trees uh to make sure like where you're gonna hunt in the morning and deer i mean you, you have trail cams set up deer probably takes a lot of the most preparation because you just gotta uh kind of see their patterns and what what kind of activity they're doing at certain times of the day um so that that takes a lot of work as well yeah and i think that i think a lot of people don't know that much about uh hunting and fishing and i know we haven't talked about fishing yet but hunting that's a very important thing i know people do that for a living is make sure they know where the animals are and where to go get them and then i know this is a whole different beast but why don't we uh, dive into the preparation for a deep sea fishing trip? Yeah, so, um, I mean, a lot of captains can speak on this, but if you're going deep sea fishing, you're normally on a big sport fisher about like 60 to 80 feet. So the captain of that boat is really putting a lot of work in, making sure everything's running right on the boat. You have all the equipment. Um, you have to get your bait set up for the next day, and then... I mean, the hardest part is honestly just finding the fish and catching them because um, you got to make sure, I mean, your rods are fine, your line's fine, so the fish don't break off, and everything honestly just has to set up to perfection, and I think the captains take on the biggest role in fishing because they just have to have, they have to do so much to prepare for their guest and, you know, what they're going to do that day. Yeah, I know I've been on uh, some of those sports fishing boats and some of the things those crews could do were unbelievable i mean i'm i think one time we had a one-man crew that, or there's a captain and he had one guy the guy did every rod made sure everything was fine while entertaining all of us the captain was able to find the birds by himself and we ended up having a field day so yeah that was really impressive but i've also been before when it wasn't a crew and it was just me and three other kids my age. And we were not on a big boat. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes those are the best days because you and your boys go out there by yourself and feel like you caught, or, and you do catch a bunch of fish, and then you feel like you're, you're the man. But then all it takes is one time you go out there and it's a little too rough for your little boat. <laughs> and uh, things, things have gotten messy before. That's right. all I got to say. So there's that aspect of fishing you don't have, really have to worry about with hunting. Thanks for listening to 10 Point Bucks today. I'm your host, Rush Greer. And this is a production of Charlotte Country Day's podcast journalism class with Kick. Okay, so another aspect that gets overlooked is the patience side of all this Um I'll let you dive more into that, but I know that some people don't think that some people think that fishing and hunting is a very high action, very fast sport. So I'll let you dive more into that. But why don't you just uh, explain your side of things? Yeah. So, I mean, it takes a lot of patience throughout the whole year, just waiting for the right moment. And it takes a lot of work just to um, harvest certain animals. But I think a lot of times if I take people hunting um, and they're kind of just, like, new to the sport or they don't really have, you know, good patience, it's hard to explain to them that it's not always going to work out perfect. And 
patience is probably the biggest aspect of hunting and fishing because you just have to work so hard and it's not always just going to come to you. You have to work for it. And um, just if you keep trying and trying and you kind of realize what what things you can what things you did wrong and what things you can start doing right and it helps you out a lot um and you just kind of you, you just got to wait for the moment i completely agree i also want to talk about how hunting is not something you can just go out and do which i don't think a lot of people know you know you have to get your licenses you have to follow the certain rules um do you have any experiences good or bad um with you know the whole make sure you have your license thing yeah so i mean we we have a lot of people come to our farm almost every weekend and that's honestly i mean when we invite them we have to make sure you know they have a hunter license and their tags for big game um but a lot of people who come down don't understand all the side work that goes along with it that me and my dad kind of put in to have them down. Um, I mean, it's just so much preparation, and we kind of just have to make sure everything is right, um, whether, like, the beds or the four-wheelers are clean. Um, we just got to make sure everybody has the right stuff so that they can go hunting. I also think uh, not a lot of people know that if you're duck hunting or you're doing what I, mainly if you're duck hunting and, you know, a game warden pulls up on you or if you're in the state of South Carolina, they're called DNR. Um, if they pull up on you and you have more ducks than you're supposed to have and you can only kill, I don't know what it is, Six, six six a day um if dnr comes up and you have more than six ducks and they find it you're not just in a little bit of trouble you're in a lot and you can't legally hunt for a while if they decide to give you a punishment so yeah. they can they can they can take your car if they want to they have a lot of power stuff like that and uh i don't think people know that you do have to be really careful when you're doing things like that and to not do things like that all right now a little uh story from Camden and myself, uh, Camden. When was it? Was this last year? Uh, two years ago. Two years ago. Okay, two years ago, Camden and I were um, deer hunting out at his farm, and uh, we were we were just sitting up in a blind one one evening, and I let him tell the rest. Yeah, so me and Rush were um, deer hunting, and. Stand, not a blind. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, we were in a deer stand, and it, it, it you have to be really quiet and just kind of, if you want to talk, kind of whisper because they, I mean, most animals have really good ears and eyesight, and you just got to stand still. And I remember me and him were laughing. I had this open water bottle that I didn't know was open, and the whole thing just spilled right on me, and we were like dying laughing, and. Like it's 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 fun to have those moments, but a lot of times when you're being loud and stuff, you can just scare away all the deer or they'll see you. Yeah, I remember uh, not really being able to hold myself together during that moment. I think that would be when I uh, I think I zipped my hood over my head and started screaming. 
because of how funny it was. And uh, for visual, Camden had on khaki pants, like darker khaki pants. So when this water went all the way down his leg, it did not look like water. And it was really, really funny. <laughs> but, I mean, when another thing about um, people who don't really hunt and stuff, when when you go hunting with friends and your, one of your parents, maybe you uh, you have a you, you bring home a lot of memories and like really good memories and like stories that you'll just never forget for the rest of your life. And without hunting, I mean, I would I wouldn't have one of the, some some funny stories I have. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I know we had that water bottle incident, but there's been a lot of things when you when you go out to hunt and fish for that matter a lot of things that are really not funny in the moment become hilarious the next day yeah but in the moment it is not funny at all but when everyone's okay it's really funny but i mean i think i've seen people forget guns when they've been invited like three hours somewhere to do something and just get torn apart by the owner and now it's one of the funniest stories. All right, and kind of to separate from the hunting thing, we've been on that topic for a while. Let's switch over to to fishing. Camden, I know you do a lot of fishing. Uh, you like freshwater fishing, saltwater fishing, inshore, offshore fishing. I mean, the guy really does it all. <laughs> but um, anyway, let's let's get into some of the uh, the freshwater fishing that you can do just around Charlotte, but. I know you might not want to give up some spots, but just let some people know how it is here, actually. Yeah, so I pretty much grew up bass fishing. My dad used to fish on bass tournaments. Um, his dad lived on Lake Wiley, I think, in South Carolina. So we would have our bass boat, and we would just fish constantly. Um, but after we sold that, you kind of just have to fish in, like, ponds and stuff because you don't have the access to lakes. But, I mean, there's a lot of great spots around Charlotte. You can just go fishing. I mean, golf courses are some of the best fishing I've ever had. Um, normally on Mondays when the golf course is closed, I'll go up to Carolina Golf Club and fish, bring a buddy out there. And it's just a great time to be outside, you know, get away from school and everybody else and just enjoy the outdoors. Yeah, I know. We have uh, down at the beach, we have some questionable if it's freshwater but brackish it's it's got some monster bass in it we actually caught a catfish in it the other the other month it was a couple months ago but it was huge so and the thing i like about that is you can kind of just grab a rod grab a buddy and go yeah like you need a worm yeah need a few worms you can have a fake worm doesn't matter your preference and then you just grab a buddy or grab yourself and go out there it's really quick it's really easy you can do it in the evenings it's nice. Yeah, I, I mean, I think um, fishing definitely takes a lot less preparation and time than hunting. Uh, just because you can just go out there whenever, and it's honestly just like a great way to end your day, just to be outside and catch fish. Um, but it's definitely a lot easier for people who are trying to get outdoors and stuff. Fishing is a great way just to do that. Yeah, and, you know, you just... Catch a fish, say what's up, and let them go if you want. It's just a fun thing to do. Um, 
And then there's another thing, uh, a little step up, inshore fishing. Do you do any inshore fishing? I have done inshore fishing, yes. Uh, I went this past summer. I went down to Belize to do some fly fishing. That's awesome. Inshore, yeah. Um, catch up a lot of bonefish, permit. Uh, permits are really, like, valued fish. Um, uh, tarpon and, you know, et cetera. But just uh, I remember down in W, South Carolina, me and my buddy, Mac, uh, we used to go kind of, I mean, inshore fishing. It was brackish water. But even on the bank, we were catching a bunch of redfish and flounder and sea trout. And I remember one day we had a bunch of good luck, and it was one of the best days of my life. Yeah, that Devadu Creek, if you find a school of trout, you catch 50 of them within 30 minutes. It'll be super fun. I've caught some monster redfish in there, but there's also the thing that it is infested by sharks and stingrays, so caught a lot of those too and they're not very fun creatures to deal with all right now to shift gears again let's talk about some deep sea fishing and i know previously we talked about the preparation and all the things like that but what do you catch when you're out there what kind of fish are you catching you know you were just in costa rica you mentioned some sailfish but or billfish where what else are you catching out there yeah, so I've been down to Costa Rica probably, I think that might have been my third or fourth time. Um, I've also been deep sea fishing in the Bahamas off the coast, but I mean, every single time we're going for marlin. Uh, marlin's probably just like the prize fish. Um, but you'll catch mahi mahi, tuna. Um, and there's honestly a variety of a bunch of different fish that you can go for. Um, some snapper and grouper yeah grouper but it's mainly just like sailfish it's some of the best sailfishing in the world but even when you're out there at this past spring break um we were probably 50 miles out and there was all these tuna and dolphin so we uh jumped in and snorkeled with the tuna and dolphin and i mean i had like 100 pound tuna within like 10 feet of me so that was really cool that's awesome I, i've never gotten in offshore i don't I don't think i could do that but it's pretty sweet actually i could do that but i've never done it maybe i could i'd have to be in the moment <laughs> but uh <laughs> i think that's probably good all right all right and kind of to start wrapping things up one last little note about this great sport or these great sports that uh, Camden and I have explored our whole lives is you actually can go travel and see things throughout these sports. Camden has mentioned, or why don't you tell us some of the places you've been for this thing? Yeah, so I've probably been out to Arkansas, some of the best duck hunting in the world. Uh, I've probably been out there seven times, and it's just a great opportunity to see new things. But... I've been hunting in Colorado, and you just see some of the prettiest things in the world. Um, for fishing, I've really just been to Costa Rica, Mexico, Bahamas. Um, but 
for fresh water. I've also fished in Colorado, um, in the mountains, and just a lot of off the East Coast. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, that's awesome. I know I've been I've been fishing out of Florida and in Mexico and obviously South Carolina and, and North Carolina, but uh, hunting. I actually went to Argentina uh, for a six-day duck hunting trip, but it was more, I mean, it was the prettiest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It was just flat land, wetlands everywhere with a bunch of just, like, different wildlife everywhere, coolest sunrises, coolest sunsets. Um, Really cool. I think you can do a lot of things with hunting. Uh, Camden, thank you for being here with me today on the... 10 point bucks podcast talking about hunting and dabbling with fishing. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out. If you have any interests, uh, Cameron, you got any last, last notes? I mean, I was just glad, glad to be on the 10 point buck podcast. And, um, yeah, if you ever want to go hunting, just get out there. Uh, you learn a lot of things in life. Um, even outside of hunting, just how to have patience and work hard. Thanks for listening to 10 Point Bucks today. I'm your host, Rush Greer. Special thanks to those who let me interview them around school and Camden Downey. This is a production of Charlotte Country Day School podcast journalism class with Kick. Thank you.